Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste. Namaste everyone. This evening on page 143 of the Lakshmi Puja, we're going to begin with name number 751. And Sarvayati. See, she is all. And she is foremost. And she who shines her own light. That's it's very very close to Swarochi. and that's the the beginning of the Chandi Swarochi Shayantri Purve. She who shines her own light, and in the masculine, he who shines his own light. She who is the capacity of energy. She who is the energy of words. She who is special. She sure is. Uh, she who is the spirit of the wind. She who is immeasurable. She who illuminates all atoms. She who knows the circumstances of the three worlds. She who gives strong discipline. She who is the capacity of all discipline. She who performs all the appropriate behavior. She says all the right things and does them too. She who cultivates equality. She who illuminates the heaven. She who is the great goddess. She who is undefeatable. She who has a natural color. Uh, also a very light color. Uh, who is naturally light in color? 20. She who is the path of the moon. She who resides within her own self. She who expresses herself like a little girl. She who is the daughter of the divine order. She who cannot be conquered. She who is the producer of all that is created. She who is patience. And she has a lot of patience. And we are all her patients. Uh, waiting for the medicine. <laughs> she who is the king of birds who carries Vishnu, Garud. She who sits on the king of the birds who carries Vishnu. That means Vishnu. She who plows the field. She who appreciates. She who is eternal. She who is the knowledge of the supreme. She who is the golden manifestation. She who is great. She who is the discipline of purity. She who is the earth. She who is a hundred forms of bliss. She who cultivates the parts. She who takes refuge in sacrifice. She who has the supreme fame. She who is expressed in songs of God. She who is perception. She who moves in the three times. She who is all knowledge. She who is the complete word. She who is victorious. She who is the light of all lights. She who is all attributes. She who is the energy of the consciousness of infinite goodness. She is Shiva. Shiva is Shiva. And she is Shiva. She who loves song, except when Swami sings out of key. She who is famous. She who is the ultimate life. She who comes to earth again and again. And if she didn't, it would really be boring to be here. She who is initiation. And she who, is, who takes away the obstruction to devotion. She who is protector. She who gives the examination. She who is whose whole being is in sacrifice. She who is extremely subtle, she who nourishes all the creation, she who is merit, she who has quality, she who removes affliction, she who is wealthy, she who is contemplative. She who has a lotus navel, she who has all wealth, she who is the head of the family, she who evolves to the extreme. She who has true fame, she who is served with discipline, she who destroys the darkness. She who knows all, she who is beyond doubt, she who is in the east, she who wears a garland collected from the forest. She who supports the earth, she who is the earth, she who is most complicated. She who is uncultivated, she who pure as she is. 
She who is the circle of existence, she who gives refuge to the mind, she who is all. She who is always rising, she who is in the digestion of all, and she who digests everything. She can stomach it all. Even our stupidity, even our selfishness, she can digest it all. She who rises with greatness, she who is the enchanting beauty of the rising moon, she who is the sun, she who is the refuge of the four. And that's all the fours. Any way you want it, Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha, and uh, the four faces of Brahma, the four Vedas, the four, she is in the four directions, she is the refuge of the four, she who moves in the mind, she was strong, she was eternally pure, she was young, she was compassionate, she who loves devotees, and is loved by devotees too. She who is the earth, she was explained in the Upanishads, she who is an excellent hero, she who is the supreme goddess of wealth. She who is difficult to experience, she who has excellent character, she who is well known, she who is pure. She who resides in excellent work, she who is the Yamuna River, she who leads the army. She was the Ganga River, she was the Mandakini River, she who resides in the clean and the pure. Yeah. Why is that Shobha is pure? Shobha is beauty. Beauty, bright, light, pure. Oh. And name number six, 860, she who gives light, she who is the Godavari River, she who is the part of the moon, she who is the Kaveri River, she who develops expression, she who wears the moon as her crown, she who comes as a storm, she who comes into manifestation again and again. Thank goodness. She who prohibits bad behavior. She who is the mother of the ocean. She who is immeasurable. She who grants fulfillment. She who is the capacity of the great measurement of consciousness. She who is delighted. She who is all explanation. She who is an abbreviated form of knowledge. She who protects all beings born. She who is all change and modification, she who is the circumstances of all beings. She who is truthful, she who is intelligent, she who embodies the three qualities of nature, she who is our mother, she's really cool. She who is the mind of all qualities, she who has the best imperishable qualities, she who is the giver of peace. She who is truth, she who is the giver of wisdom, she who is most excellent, she who is the energy of infinite goodness. She who is nature, she who is illumination, she who has a protruding tongue. And we talked about that tongue that drank up all the seeds of desire of Rathamija when Kali stuck out her tongue and strolled about the battlefield and drank up all the all those seeds of desire. She who is a lotus, she who fulfills all desires, she who is known in a special way, she who is the foremost wisdom, she who is the perfect expression of the subtle body of consciousness. She who is supreme, she who is the time of prayer, she who is the excellent among excellence. She who is all welfare, she who is bliss, she who is excellent, she who is victorious, she who is a total renunciant. No attachment. She who is the full moon, she who supports the imperishable truth, she who is moments of time, and she remembers she's Kala Kashta, and these are the Kashta, and then she's the uh, just a moment, in a, in a, the very most brief moments of time. She who is the supreme goddess of all desires, Kamishwari.
She who is disciplined with sincerity, she who has desire, she who is beautiful, she who supports all. She who is all remembrance, she who holds the conscience, she who holds the discus, she who, who is dark, she who is song, she who is the lineage of wisdom. She who is playful, she who illuminates all, she who is the giver of peace. She who is praise, she who is the attainment of perfection, she who is always present. She who is extremely bright, she who is infinite, she who is all sound, she who is rays of light, she who is all the senses, she who is the ultimate goal, she who is the intellect of love. She who is faith, she who is beyond measurement, she who is illuminated, she who is oblations of ancestral praise. Remember we say swada for the, for the ancestors and we say swaha when offering to the gods and goddesses. She was the proclamation, I am one with God, swaha. Oh. She was the dawn of spring, she was the holder of wealth, she was knowledge, she was constant. She who is the assembly, and that means uh, the association, the assembly, it doesn't mean just putting things together, but when everyone congregates together, she is the assembly. She who is ideal behavior. She who is chosen, she who is pure, she who is the creator, she who is waves of excellence. She who conquers every moment. She who is the nectar of immortal bliss. She who is beautiful. She who is the only one. She who is the mother of the ocean of all. She who is with the intellect of love. She who is foremost. She who is the pure manifestation. She who is all jewels. She who shines with the light of wisdom. She who is the subtle part of the sun. She's also the ira, and that means uh, that's the subtle canal which you brings the, all of all the outside in, and the pingala is the subtle canal which brings all the inside out. And if you use the ira and the pingala, uh, you get turned inside out. She, mm, uh, she is the ira, she is the pingala, she is who is consistent. And uh, she also supports the mind consistently. D. Uh, the she who is contemplation, she who is the only one, she who gives the soul, she who is one unto herself, she who is one unto all, she who is pure, she who has excellent memories, she who is her own. She was blue as the sky, she who always gives love, she was born from the nectar of immortal bliss. She was manifestation, she was beyond all attributes, she was always beautiful, she who protects all, she who is excellent purity, she who is patient and forgiving. She who attains her desire, she was celebrated with mantras in the springtime, she who is in all the seeds, she who gives the great body, she who gives the boon of tolerance, she who is one's own spiritual discipline. She was always happy, she was the earth, she was all desires, she who destroys all sorrow, she was the measurement of existence. She who is beloved, she who is the source of all tolerance, she who is the Narmada River, she who takes refuge in the family of light. She who is the light of the sun, she who experiences all taste, she who dwells in respect, she was the light of the moon, she was wonderful and fantastic and even better still. She who is respect, she was the light of the fire. She who wields the lightning. She who gives all the land. She who loves enjoyment. She who is the spirit of all enjoyment. The great 
Yogi is the great bogey. They're one and the same. She enjoys it all. That's why she's always in union and harmony with it all. She who is see the seat of rest of the Lord of enjoyment. She was the horses that come from the east which pull the chariot of the sun. She who is the pivot of the chariot. She, uh, that's the, the, the nave of the wheel that, well, which makes the chariot roll. She is known like the roar of an, like an elephant. Oh no, she's known to roar like an elephant. She sure does. She who is the goal of all goals. She who is the cause of love in all the worlds. She who is the welfare of all welfare. She who gives all fruit, whether perceivable or imperceivable. Om Namo Itti. Oh, and that is the end. And this ends the thousand names of Lakshmi. Om. I bow to the goddess Lakshmi. Shrim, she is the perfect peace in the mind and in the heart. Om Shrim Lakshmi Nama. Om, the form of the universe. You are the wife of the universe. The lotus one. She who resides in lotuses. Pure one. Always protect me, O oh goddess. O oh great goddess of true wealth. I bow to you. Thank you. Om Shreem Lakshmi Nama. Om Sam Sarasvati Nama. Namaste. Namaste, everyone. Well, that concludes our recitation of the thousand names of Lakshmi. Let's see if there are any questions tonight. Please. We have a question from Ambika. Namaste, Ambika Ma. Namaste. Name 875, who is an abbreviated form of knowledge, not a spiritual shortcut? No, she's not a spiritual shortcut. She's all the... Uh, what is an abbreviated form of knowledge? Isn't that uh, uh, like a beach mantra? The abbreviation, the ink, which encompasses a whole body of knowledge in one syllable. Let's see. What number was that, please? 875. I think it's Sutraye. Sutra. Oh, Sutra is a subtle abbreviated form. It's also the thread. It's a, the, she's, she's the abbreviated form of knowledge. She is the, the thread which binds all knowledge together. She is the, um, the, 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 the Sutra Atma is the subtle body, the subtle body of the soul. So she's the wisdom, the subtle wisdom, the abbreviated form of wisdom. Please. We have a question from Max in Spokane. Namaste, Max. Namaste. Would chanting the Lakshmi, Kali, and Saraswati Sahasranams as one, sadhana, as one sadhana equate to the repetition of the Gayatri Sahasranam? Or would chanting all four enhance the effects of each other? Uh, that would even be more fun to chant them all four in one asana. Uh, Jessica, go for it, Max. As much as you can do. There is only one goddess in this world. There is only one god in this world. If you chant the thousand names of any one of them, all of them are pleased. However, if you chant the thousand names of all of them, then all of them are even more pleased. If you chant and chant and chant until the cows come home, then it, it, they're even more pleased. Uh, this gentleman did a five-hour chandi today. Uh, thank goodness they were all pleased. As much effort as we give, so much is the reward that we receive. Do the maximum. Do not do the minimum. Always do the maximum and then do a little more. And that's called tapasya. We have a question from Sarah in Venice, California. Namaste, Sarah. She's Samantha's sister. Oh, nice to see you. What does wielding the lightning mean? 
wielding the lightning. She, she is the one who illuminates the sky with the lightning bolt of, the, of illumination. She throws, she throws her light on things and makes that illumination become apparent. Uh, and that means that she is the purveyor of illumination, of uh, specific illuminations. Whenever, Sarah, whenever you get a specific illumination, oh, I rock it. I understand it. I feel that. I see. I perceive the inner essence of that. That inner illumination was given by the wielder of the lightning. It just came to me like a lightning bolt struck me. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia! Namaste. Name 585. She who desires every wife to be in comfort. Can you please explain? To be in what? Comfort. Comfort, yes. She, she is always... A, a, the wife is the Shakti. And she wants all the Shakti of the universe to be pleased and satisfied and comfortable with their position. Uh, they shouldn't be uncomfortable. They shouldn't be made to feel other than what they are, the living embodiment of the goddess. All women in the world reflect her nature entirely. If Gentlemen, will you remember that, please? If the wife, if the Shakti is comfortable, then you are empowered. If she's uncomfortable, you got more karma to deal with. Just make her comfortable. Please. We have a question from Jennifer. Namaste, Jennifer. Name... 689, she who is the excellent attachment, does that mean the attachment to union? Well, it could be, or can you think of anything better to become attached to? I mean, if you're going to cultivate attachments, then let's attach ourselves to the best, Mahalakshmi, to the goddess of the universe, to the supreme goal, the supreme wealth, to the supreme divinity. She is the excellent attachment. We have a question from Max. Yes, Max, please. How does one come about to having a Sanskrit name? Oh, your guru will give it to you at the appropriate time. When you enter into a relationship with your guru and you're acting in a certain manner with demonstrating certain attitudes and certain qualities, then the guru will give you a name in keeping with the characteristics which you are exemplifying. If you are distant in your relationship, then it's, uh, you're probably going to remain a max. But I think it's pretty cool to be maxed out. We have a question from Moshami and Siddharth and Holder. Namaste Moshami, Namaste Siddharth. Pranam, in the thousand names of the goddess Lak in the thousand names, the goddess Lakshmi has been associated with the lotus many times. Many times. Is there any special significance of associating Lakshmi with the lotus? Yes. She is Padma, she is the lotus one. She is the lotus. And she, she sits on a lotus, she holds a lotus, she's accompanied by lotuses, she wears a garland of lotuses, uh, she's pretty well lotused out. And she is Padma, so she, she comes from the lotus. She emanates forth from the lotus. She, uh, the, the lotus stands for peace and beauty and delicacy. And she is the delicate one who rose from the ocean. Sarvas Adya Mahalakshmi, Triguna Parameshwari. She's first and she's foremost. And she comes out of the ocean like a lotus. The same way the lotus comes out of the pond and raises its head above the water and looks about in the same way Mahalakshmi came and she created the individual phenomena of this creation. Please. We have a question from Nanda in San Jose. Namaste, Nandama. Namaste. What is the financial goal for a sadhu? To take a low-stress, low-paying job for the rest of my life and do daily sadhana, or take a high-stress, high-paying job for a shorter time, save the money, quit, and then focus on sadhana? Oh, you want to continue your sadhana no matter what you do. 
no matter whether you choose to pursue a greater amount of wealth so you can empower others or a lesser amount of wealth so that you need not become a burden to anyone else. In either case, you will maintain your sadhana throughout. Uh, then, then each of us will determine for ourselves what is the highest and best use of this tool in the hands of the Divine Mother. I am the tool, she is the craftsman. Just I am the car, she is the driver. Just as she drives, just so I run. In that understanding, I'm going to fulfill her mission. What is the best way I can do that? Does she want somebody who can chant from morning till night? In one asana? Or does she want someone who can finance and her community and, and further her, uh, her agenda, support her family? Or does she want someone who does it all? Those are, the, those are the choices we have. How do you want to prepare yourself to be the most efficient tool in the hands of the Divine Mother that you possibly can? If you say, I have the capacity to create much and to share much and to support many, but I choose to be a pauper and just hang out and do sadhana all the time, then you're wasting the gifts that she gave you. Remember in the Bible, there were the three sons and the Lord gave them all their talents and the, one of them was afraid to lose them, so he hid them in the earth and he lost it. And one of them uh, just uh, let them sit there and they withered away. And one of them went out and traded them and exchanged them and worked with them and made them grow. What kind of kid do you want to be? What kind of individual are we? Are we going to take all of our capacities and use them for the maximum benefit so that our guru can use these tools to, as she sees necessary, as she sees fit? Or are we going to say, okay, I've decided I'm going to become incompetent and I'm going to sit down and chant from morning till night. What do you think you're going to get for that? You may become a good chanter. So what? Sadhana does not mean just sitting in the temple all day long. Sadhana means filling our hearts full of love and doing everything we do because we're in love and we, we, we do the best we possibly can because it's a demonstration of the sense of privilege. It's a sense, of, a, 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 the sense of, of, of joy that we get in sharing our lives with God. And guru. And if we say, okay, well, I just want to sit in the temple and chant all day. Is that what she wants for you? Is that what she wants from you? Is that the best disposition of your, your capacity? I don't know. You will answer that question for yourselves. Each one of us has to answer that for ourselves. And my own personal experience is it's always changing. And sometimes she wants me to chant from morning till night, backwards and forwards and forwards and backwards. And sometimes she said, all right, there's a bulldozer there. Get on top of it and drive the tractor and make the roads and make me an ashram. Sometimes she said, oh, now we got an ashram. We got to figure out how to pay for it. Sometimes she said, okay, go write a book in Sanskrit. Okay, sometimes she wants us to do everything. Now, how are we going to reply? How are we going to respond? When you say, no, mom, I'm only in charge of sitting in the temple and chanting. Or even better, I'm only responsible to sit in the kitchen and talk about enlightenment. That's even a better job for me. It's a lot easier than sitting in one asana and reading the book. Nandama, my personal opinion 
is that we want to prepare ourselves to become the most efficient tool in her tool chest that we can possibly become. I really believe we want to be able to serve her in all the various ways that she needs to be served. Because if we can take away the karma from the guru, we can give up our own karma. And I'd certainly rather have the fruit of her karma than the fruit of my karma, if there's a choice. So let me cultivate within myself the capacity to serve her in a multitude of ways, in a multitude of languages, in a multitude of capacities, in any way she needs my assistance. Whether I'm the driver or the dishwasher or the ditch digger or chopping wood or carrying water or translating Sanskrit or writing stories for the website, doesn't matter. These are various ways that she wants to use me. Go ahead. That's your prerogative. One day she'll say, hey, you've done everything so well. I'm going to let you play another role. Let me tell you a story, just a, a short one, please. We did a puja in Calcutta. I mean, it was a rip-roaring puja. Big, big, big. And we did, it, it was a big arati at the end of the Navaratri. And we had a field uh, in front of the apartment buildings in the railway colony, uh, just on the edge of the slums. And the field filled up to capacity. I don't know how many people were there. Thousands of people were there. And we started the RT, and I picked up a drum, and I started beating the drum, and, and somebody was standing there and got all excited, and I gave them the drum. I picked up a tambourine, I started playing the tambourine, and somebody came by, and I handed them the tambourine, and I picked up some cartel and the cymbals, and I would bang on the cymbals, and somebody came by, I gave them the cymbal, and I played every instrument in the orchestra. And we had thousands of people dancing and chanting and jama. And then I just I don't know why or where, but inside me came a voice that said, Swami, you have played every instrument in the band. You played every part there was to play in this puja. You were the pujari, you were the purohit, you were the hotra, you were the ritmic, you were the uh, uh, pradhan, you were the mukya, uh, 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 mukya purohit. You were every part. Now you get to be the murti. And I sat down. And I went into Samadhi for a long time. In fact, it was the next morning when Ma woke me up. And she said, you played every instrument in the band and you played every part in the puja. Now, you get to play the murti. What did you eat that time? <laughs> Remember that? So unbelievable. So unbelievable. Nanda, I believe if you make yourself prepared and ready and capable to serve her in every way or any way she needs to be served, one day she's going to say to you, okay, you played every instrument in the band, now you play the Murthy. That's next. Yes, please. After Murti came back again. <laughs> After Murti, I came back again. She bought me a bulldozer, and then she gave me a tractor, and she gave me a backhoe, and she said, okay, here's an axe, go chop some wood. Here's a bucket, go carry some water. Do you know, before
before enlightenment, it's chopping wood and carrying water. After enlightenment, it's chopping wood and carrying water. Came back same plot. Same plot. <laughs> the only thing that changes is the attitude with which you chop the wood. Now you say, gosh, what a privilege it is to chop wood. What a privilege it is to carry water. What a privilege to go Costco. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. Nobody does Costco like Mama. <laughs> Namaste. We have a question from Laura in Vermont. Namaste, Laura in Vermont. Namaste. Name 967. She who is as blue as the sky. Isn't she associated with a golden color in the pinks and reds of the lotuses? Please explain this blue. Oh, she's, she's Kali. She's blue. She's infinite. She's blue. She's the color of the sky. How far? How, where is the end of the sky? She's sky blue. She's totally imperceptible. She's I infinite. She has no limitation. Uh, she's the cool and calming and qualifying uh, radiance of the sky. She's everything. She is Kali. She is Lakshmi. She is Saraswati. Yes, please, Shivani. Can you please talk about name 984, she who is all desires? Yes. Is there anything that you desire where she is not present? Mm -hmm. Don't tell me. <laughs> Don't answer that question in public. So, so I, I guess my real question is, every time there's a, a desire, whether it's a little one or a big one, how can, we, how can we feel that as her so that it actually just drives us deeper towards her? Oh, yeah, that's just the point. Just recognize her. Just say, oh, I desire this for her. Now, you ask yourself a little discrimination, is this the kind of desire she would like me to fulfill or not? And if you think, maybe I should do this in a way that she doesn't see, then you say, that's not a good desire. <laughs> is this really for her? Is this a desire for her? Or, or am I going to get this or acquire this to give to her? Or am I just trying to have a little selfish moment of enjoyment for my personal self? Is this a personal desire? Is this going to get me into trouble? Or is this going to set me free? That's where the discrimination comes in. So we start looking at our desires and say, hey, she is all desire. Is this really her? Or is this little selfish me? <laughs> is this for for God? Is this going to bring me closer to my guru? Or is this going to bring me closer to my goal? Or is this just some little transient desire that I'm going to, that's going to get me into trouble? I am going to get into trouble. So, that's how you see her in every desire. That would be the best way to use that understanding. To use it as a tool of discrimination. Yes, please. We have a question from Sadhana Shakti in Seattle. Namaste, Sadhana Shakti. Pranam. Mother Lakshmi has such strong discipline. How can we use her example to strengthen our own Sankalpa Shakti? Oh, just be like her. <laughs> just be like your mom. She is reflected in the guru. She's reflected in the guru's guru. She's reflected in the Padampar. She's just reflected all throughout the, 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 the discipline of, uh, of pursuing your goals with the, the, the greatest intensity of sincerity. So Sadhana, every time you, your mind starts to wander and you say, gee, I don't want to do the most or I don't want to give the best, or I don't want to complete this sankalpa. Say to yourself, self, is this the kind of discipline that our mother is demonstrating to us? Is this, am I reflecting the example of my guru? And if I'm not, then let's get with the program. Is this, 
Uh, can I... How do I get back into the groove so I can focus my attention and my awareness, my energies into the pursuit of the discipline that she has given me? How do I do that? Self? Wake up! Mother of the universe, wake up, wake up us! Please. We have a question from Bill in Pennsylvania. Namaste, Bill! Namaste. Do you feel there is a spiritual merit to chanting from Devanagari versus other scripts? Absolutely. Each one of the letters of Devanagari is divine. It's a yantra. Each one of them is formed in a certain special way that it, the letter, the form of the letter, the sound of the letter, the vibration of the letter, all brings you into the graphical representation of what the letter is standing for. Candy. Yes. <laughs> when you eat candy and tongue has sticking candy. Yes. That's asking you know when you. Oh. 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 So, yeah, Bill, there is a special flavor. And besides that, there are so many letters in Sanskrit that we can put dots and dashes and above and below and all the other things and say this stands for that, this that stands for this, etc., etc. Et you don't know what it sounds like until you read it in Dignagri. I mean, it's, it's just, it's too difficult to de distinguish between a car and a car between a cha and a cha, it, between a ka and ta. You, it, there are just too many letters that it, I, we can come close to it, we can approximate it, we can read it in the Roman and understand that there's something different about it, but until we don't read it in the Devanagari, we're not really, we're, we're approximating it. We're coming close. We're coming as close as we can get with the time and energy and mind that we have to de dedicate to this practice. But if we want to learn her language, we, we will be more capable of communicating with her. If, I'm in love with her, and I want her to know that. So I don't want her to have to speak to me in the way I can understand. I want to be able to speak to her or understand from her in the way she wants to explain it. In her own language. And that's called Sanskrit. Doing all together. It's called Devanagari. The, the, the letters of the gods. It's called the letters of illumination. Now, why would I say alphabets and ABC and put some dots and dashes there and say, okay, that's enough for me? If I'm really in love with her, I'm going to try to learn her language so she can communicate to me what's in her heart, what's in her experience, not what's in my experience. I know what's in my experience. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. But I want to learn what was in her experience. Because she grew up with the gods. She, she could, if I could think in her language, I could feel what she's feeling and I could understand the subtleties of the different states of consciousness and the different states of awareness and different areas of awareness and how do you, you control your breath to bring those states of awareness inside and put out your best to give to the outside. Then I have a little bit better understanding of what it is my guru is trying to communicate. So I don't want to come to her as a baby student in kindergarten and say, okay, mom, teach me how I can write A, B, C. I want to come to her in her language, the language of her experience, and say, share your experience with me. 
and show me what to do in order to get the same experience. So yes, Bill, it would be really efficient to learn her language. And by that, I mean Sanskrit. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia! Namaste. Name 979, she who gives the great body. Can you please explain? Well, she has a great body. And she gives the great body. She wears the great body. She's got quite a bod. She, uh, she, she gives it because of all the creation, the body of existence, is all comes from her. She's first and foremost. She's mother of the universe. Adya Shakti. She is Sarvas Adya, Mahalakshmi. So she's first and foremost, and she's the mother of the universe. She gives birth to the three qualities. She gives birth to the three gods. She gives birth to Brahma, Vishnu, and Maheshwar. She gives birth to Mahakali, Mahalakshmi, Maserswati. She is the divine mother. So the great body of existence comes forth from her. She gives this creation. And I believe that's what it means. She's Maharlo, all that can be perceived, all that can come into manifestation. She is Janalok, all that can be known, because every form has a name. She is Taplok, she is the world of light. And she is Sat Chit Ananda. True existence. Infinite consciousness, pure bliss. Mm. Know her like that, and you'll really understand what she's saying to you. Please. We have a question from Nanda. Namaste, Nanda Ma. Namaste. On the one hand, we say that we do every task as sadhana in a way to demonstrate our love. But on the other, we say that sitting and doing chanting, the chanting is the sadhana. What is the difference in formal sadhana, such as chanting, versus working as sadhana? No, there, there, well, there is a difference. When I am working, I am doing something for you. So I am, you are, and the work is. When I'm chanting, I'm no longer there. Just you. And the mantras, the vibrations, the story, I watch you take away all the, the duality and illuminate the unity. So there is a difference between a moving mind and a still mind. They're still in the same, it's like the kulachara, the behavior of excellence. The difference between yogachara and kulachara. Yogachara, you sit still in the unity of, uh, of, of oneness. And kulachara, whether you're acting in the world or you're sitting in the unity of oneness, you maintain the same bhavana, the same attitude, the same center. Nandamai, it's the difference between Bab Samadhi, Savikalpa Samadhi, and Nirvikalpa Samadhi. Remember in Bab Samadhi there's three, there's a subject, an object, and a relationship. I am, you are, and I'm doing this work to give to you. But I'm in love with you and I am as efficient and focused as I possibly can become. Savi Kulpa Samadhi, there's only two, there I am and you are. Nirvi Kulpa Samadhi, there's only one, you. So that's the difference between doing the sadhana of uh, chopping wood and carrying water or the sadhana of sitting in the temple and chanting. And if you look at the life of your gurus, your gurus are doing both. They do the puja, they do the pot, and then they, she cooks a meal for everybody who comes, including you. And she, she does them both. They're 24 hours in a day. You can't sit in the temple all 24 hours. I'll bet you have to get up. Now, if you do, 
there are two possibilities. Either you're going to think about me or you're going to think about thee. I'm going to work for me or I'm going to work for thee. Those are the two cho choices you have. You can think about your own self ad nauseum or you can think about God and Guru to the delight of all. That's the choice, Nanda. Yes, please. We have a question from Moshmi and Siddharth. Yes, Moshmi and yes, Siddharth. Would it be possible to elaborate on how a great yogi is a great bogey too? Yes. Moshmi, uh, whoever comes to the fullest complete yoga union, for them that is the greatest enjoyment. So the Maha Yogi is the Maha Bogi. What else would you want to enjoy when you can enjoy the fullness and perfect perfection of union? Maha Yogi, Mahadev, is the Maha Bogi. He, his Bogi is Prakriti. He's in love with Parvati. He's in love with Shakti. He is, he's just pure love. In his yoga, there's only love. There's only union. And that union is the greatest bog. He's not enjoying things, this thing and that thing and the other thing. He's enjoying all of it. He's in love, enjoying the entire universe. And that's his bog. So his Mahabhog is yoga. There's no difference. Now, for some of us little people who want to enjoy that bog and that bog and that bog, but not that one, and we're constantly discriminating, I want to enjoy the fruit of his karma, but not my own. I'd love to have some of her karma, but not all of it. Then we're saying, well, I'm, I'm not a Maha Yogi, I'm a, I'm a Chota Yogi. <laughs> and I'm not a Maha Bogi, I'm a Chota Bogi. I want to eat, peck a little bit here and a little bit there. And that's not the same thing. But Shiv enjoys it all. It's all his. The entire universe is his. And that's how the Maha Yogi is the Maha Bogi. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste.